Your marketing to be effective needs to appeal to the heart and the brain. And we're going to talk a lot about branding and emotional triggers on this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. So check it out. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio is truly a game changer. Unlike traditional ESPs or marketing automation platforms, Clavio offers powerful functionality without long implementation or execution cycles. It gives e-commerce marketers access to all relevant data from a variety of tools and makes it available to power smarter, more personalized campaigns. Bottom line, Clavio helps e-commerce marketers make more money through super-targeted highly relevant email and advertising campaigns. Check it out at clavio.com. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O, clavio.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Javier Sanchez Lamelas. He is an author of the book, Marketing the Heart and the Brain of Branding. Uh, that we're going to talk about today. And he's also the founder and CEO of Top Line Marketing Consulting Group based in London. So, Javier, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much, John. So, one of the main promises of the book is that it exposes the marketing secrets and lessons learned from one of the world's most exciting global brands, Coca-Cola, and how you can apply them to your own brand. So, uh, let me start there. How how do you get past people saying, "Well, oh, well, that's great, Coca-Cola. Sure, <laughs> compare me to them." I mean, how do you how do you get the the most businesses to feel like, "Hey, this does relate to them as well." Yeah. Um, well, first of all, that line is marketing. Um, so, and I hope it's not overpromising. Um, uh, well, listen. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, marketing works exact same way uh, for large multinationals uh, or small businesses. And I'm talking about the marketing principles. Um, and uh, the reason why uh, sometimes uh, marketing doesn't work the way it should is because. Uh, those basic principles are not clear in the minds of uh, the people that uh, are applying marketing. So the, the book is all about is, uh, you know, taking the reader uh, through the basic uh, principles and then it keeps a little bit more complicated, uh, but basically the basic principles of, of uh, you know, productive and added value marketing. Uh, that that is the nuts and bolts of the book. Yeah, and and just because you have a large company or a large brand or a large budget doesn't necessarily mean you're doing marketing well either, does it? That that is absolutely <laughs> true. I yeah. mean, uh, as I said, the most important part is to have uh, the principles right. I mean, how marketing works. Yep. Uh, what are the places in which you should be tickling uh, consumers? Uh, what are the basic principles of creativity, uh, media, innovation, uh, value pricing, etc., etc., and and those are universal. Uh, a lot of people have a mistaken or misconception at those principles, but um, and and that is what the book is trying to address. Yeah, and let's start with the very you know you talk about how and why marketing works, and you have um, really the first 
third or so of the book talks a lot about the these two brains, the, the emotional and rational. Um, and uh, I think you're saying that you know a lot of companies go out there and say, here's our product. It's great. You should want it. Um, and <laughs> I think your suggestion is that the companies that really thrive are the ones that kind of capture capture the heart uh, that, that, you know, that's one of the things, of course, Coca-Cola has done. There are a lot of people that have very, very positive, fond uh, images when they think about Coca-Cola. So how do you capture uh, first off, correct me if I've misspoken, but but uh, how, how do you capture kind of this emotional uh, brand? It's almost like saying, you know, to go walking up to a woman and saying, I, you know, I think you're beautiful, <laughs> like me. <laughs> you know, how how do you do that part? Yeah, uh, first of all, a small clarification up front. I mean, uh, one thing is a product, and something else is a brand, and mm-hmm. and even a commercial name is is a different stuff, and. Um, and, and that distinction is very important for what is coming next. But a product is, well, in the case of Coca-Cola, is what you drink. Or in the case of a car, is what you drive. Um, uh, and in the case of a hamburger, is everything that goes uh, between the two uh, loaves of bread, um, including the bread, by the way. But uh, brand is something different. A brand is, are the... Um, uh, promises, feelings, emotions that we, the marketeers, attach uh, to a product and, and, and create desire, create, um, uh, yeah, desire premium uh, pricing uh, for that particular product. Uh, and that is very different than the product itself. Uh, and it's very different as well than the logo or than the commercial name. So uh, the first thing you need to understand is the brand once you craft a brand, it creates desire, and desire drives value. Uh, value is the ability to command uh, higher uh, pricing uh, for the product that you have. Um, and the way to do that is precisely what you just said, is um, uh, having a dialogue with the emotional side of the brain. And there are certain techniques in which uh, you must follow uh, to, to craft that brand. So you mentioned a couple words there, values um, and promise. And, and I think that, that, you know, those are terms that in very large organizations, people, you know, there's a, there may even be a branding department or they may actually hire a branding agency, you know, just to work on those elements. Uh, but how does the typical business kind of create per, perceived but also positive brand values and, and then, you know, follow that through with, with the brand promise? Right. Okay. Well, it is true that, I mean, you have specialized people to um, produce um, or craft uh, that architecture. It's called, it's called, I mean, technical work is brand architecture. It's, it basically, it's how you move from a basic product to a higher, a higher hierarchy um, and uh, when you talk about the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what you need to do uh, is identify what is the human value uh, that the brand aspires to. I mean, in the case of Coca-Cola, it's very simple. Uh, when you're talking about Coca-Cola, then you move up. talks about optimism and um, eventually uh, happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are talking about a car like Tesla, uh, the human value is um, sophistication and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, price premiumness uh, combines, combined by the sophistication. Uh, same space is occupied by brands like Le Boutin or Louis Vuitton. Um, so, as I said, the, the primarily exercise that you have to do is ladder up what is the human value that you want the brand to portray. Uh, that doesn't mean that the brand will deliver that. Mm-hmm. It means that the brand will um, embrace that brand value and the marketing activities uh, that the brand will put together will go around that human value. So how does one go about, and you spend a lot of time in the book talking about research, um, you know, how does one go about pinpointing what that human value is that, that, that is going to make an associate, I mean, that's going to be in a positive association? I mean, a lot of times I see businesses, you know, selling the features of their products and services, but not really tapping into what the buyer kind of gets or at least perceives they get by getting maybe that problem solved or getting that... Uh, you know, owning that product. Um, so, so how does somebody go about finding, you know, the right sort of human value or human emotion that, that they want to attract? Right. Um, uh, by the way, um, before answer to the, answering to the question, one thing is to define that human value. Something very different is to own that human value. That uh, the idea of owning that, you know, takes a significant amount of effort, uh, persistent. Um, and, and, and definitely money as well. Mm-hmm. But um, let's talk for a second about how do you craft that. The first thing you need to do um, is to map out what are the relevant human values. And there are not that many, actually. I mean, it may sound surprising, but uh, you can um, come down to um, 20 or 30 human values that are um, of... Um, importance uh, to to people and resonate to people. Uh, the next thing you have to do is use a technique called ladder up. So you see what your product delivers, and then you see what is the link that the product have uh, or you want to craft against that human value. Uh, it's explained in the book, mm-hmm. and it's not that complicated. I mean, this is something that people, uh, we marketeers do all the time, and it's not that complicated to follow. But basically, you need to relate uh, to the human body you want to aspire the brand uh, to portray. So in the case of Coke, as I was explaining before, you have bubbles, and you have uh, sugar, and you have caffeine that give you a lift. A lift gives you a uh, positive view around the world, and then eventually leads you to optimism and um, happiness if you want to go that far. Well, and, and, and the trick then is to say it is, and you see it sometimes in manipulative ways even, the, the, the trick then is to have all of your messaging be around essentially uh, making the conclusion that if you buy this product, if you drink this product, you will have those things. You will have happiness. You'll have more friends. You'll have a better life. I mean, that's a lot of times what, what uh, the assumption is, right? Yeah, it doesn't go that way. And the marketeers that go that path, I mean, which is far-fetched, yeah. uh, they're, they're walking in a slippery slope. Um, uh, and uh, the, the last thing you should do in marketing is over-promising. What you do is you craft values and stories that portray what the brand represents. You don't promise that you are going to be happy, but you show people, for instance, the path to get better lives. Uh, you talk about a Coca-Cola and friendship, because friendship is 
related to happiness somehow. So you craft stories about generosity, friendship, mm -hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. And those are the stories that resonate uh, with people. Uh, it's not about promising them. It's about uh, telling people what is the value that the brand aspires to. That is how it works. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the word story, and storytelling itself is has become uh, you know a very hot subject in marketing. You know what what role what role is does storytelling or stories have really in communicating uh, the brand values and the brand promise? Right, uh, storytelling is just a technique yeah. uh, to um, portray the message in a powerful way, in a way that the brains understands. I mean, stories. Uh, stories are the brain's user manual. I mean, brain understand a story um, ten times better than a simple explanation of a fact. I mean, if you just explain people uh, something in simple terms, chances are that that person forgets that in the next half an hour. But if you craft a good story, people will remember it. Um, so if you want to do good marketing... Uh, you need to know the technique of storytelling. Um, again, it's not complicated, but you should be able to tell uh, what the brand represents through storytelling. It's, it's not the only way, but it's a very powerful way of making people uh, remember what the brand represents. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Active Campaign. This is really my new go-to CRM, ESP, marketing automation, really low cost. Any size business can get into it, uh, starting at like 19 bucks a month. You can keep track of your clients. You can see who is visiting your website. You can follow up based on behavior. Check out Active Campaign. There'll be a link in the show notes, but it's ducttape.me slash DTMactive. You use a term um, in the book to... to you know, to really, I think in a lot of ways, you're just describing, you know, how you then take all of this and, and you know, turn it into a marketing plan. Uh, but uh, you use the term marketing factory. Um, that For some people, that wouldn't have an altogether positive <laughs> uh, kind of connotation. But I suppose anyone who's worked in a factory uh, that, uh, you know, didn't feel like that was a, a great experience. But uh, I know you're using it in more the production right. sort of uh, sense, but uh, right. explain what uh, your marketing factory looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's probably because I, I'm, I'm not native English, as you yeah. can see, but uh, but no, I mean, the reason why I use the marketing factory is because I wanted to make sure that the reader understands that uh, you don't produce uh, marketing um, as if you were in a creative shop um, in one of type of product. I mean, marketing is a, a product subject uh, to methodology and subject to processes. And there is a huge amount of uh, saving potential and, and output, uh, improvement on the output, if you understand what the processes are um, how to work with agencies in an effective way, uh, how to uh, plan in advance, and how to structure the marketing department um, in a way in which you automatize, if that is an English word, 
some of the marketing uh, processes. And that's the reason why I use the term factory. Factory, yeah. <laughs> I'm not using the term factory as people employing a factory, uh, which could be, by the way. I, mean, I don't think there is anything wrong of working in, in, in a factory, but, uh, but, uh, but that's the reason why I used it. No, I actually, I actually think it's a great word, but I, I think a lot of times people, when they think of marketing, it, you know, everything has to be bespoke and everything has to be creative and everything has to, you know, innovation is, you know, drives everything. And I think sometimes the feeling of uh, factory, I, I, you know, I personally think this idea of systems right. and and you know automating uh, processes uh, is is a great way to in, in fact we talk about duct tape marketing as installing marketing systems uh, so I, I actually love the term yeah um, I mean uh, and I think in the book explain um, in some of the chapter um, uh, how the idea came to my mind and and that was when I was visiting a high-end French restaurant uh, which you know many people tend to believe that um, the kitchen of high-end French restaurant um, is very much about creativity and, and, and the chef, you know, going around the uh, kitchen and, and, you know, trying the dishes and, uh, you know, giving a touch to each of them and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's nothing farther away from how the kitchen works. I mean, it works almost like a little army of people. Everyone knows very well uh, they need to do from the moment an order gets into the kitchen to the moment the dish gets out of the door. And, uh, and, and, and that was, to me, a revelation uh, of, of, you know, sophistication and, and preciseness uh, about the cuisine. And if that can be applied to a kitchen, uh, obviously it can be applied to a marketing department. And it, it does. I mean, I save a huge amount of time in and people and, and errors and mistakes by applying, uh, you know, Taylorism, if you want, uh, the term mm -hmm. uh, to, to marketing production. So uh, once I have kind of what, you know, I know who I want to target, I know the, the emotional triggers I want to try to fire, and I, I know kind of my messaging and my stories, you know, how do you today um, – Council businesses uh, that that are uh, in some ways overwhelmed by the fact that there are so many channels now to to get that message out. Um, you know how do you how do you help businesses find the plate? You know the the you know should they be on Facebook or you know the website and email and social media? I mean, there's just so many options today to get <laughs> seemingly to get the message out that it's gotten so fragmented. How do you stay focused on the right places? Right. Uh uh, it's a great question, actually, John. Um, uh, the first thing I have to say uh, to answer that question is that media complexity has been always there. I mean, uh, well, always. I mean, at least for the last 40 years. Um, uh, the, 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 there is a, an unsurmountable amount of uh, media channels uh, pumping up in the last 30 or 40 years. I mean, we've seen the Internet is just the epitome of that. Now, uh, a few advices for the people that... Um, wanted to uh, uh, get more into uh, the marketing arena. The first thing is, uh, number one, take care of creativity first and technology later on. Um, a lot of people tend to do the other way around. It's, it's a huge mistake. Technology, what it does, uh, internet, social networks, media, et cetera, et cetera, it gives you the amplifier. It gives you the, 
the speaker, the loudspeaker. If you put bad creativity in a powerful loudspeaker, you're not going to get a nice creativity out there. Uh, so creativity goes first. Technology goes second. If you get enough powerful creative, it will travel free or almost free. Um, and you need to select a few channels out there. Social media uh, is a great one. I mean, you can have a YouTube channel or a Facebook channel. Uh, there are many others. You can even have your own channel today. Uh, yes, and, uh, uh, and yes, sorry, you wanted to ask something. No, no, I was, just, I was agreeing with you. Yes, that, that's that's uh, correct. I think that's a. Uh, I want to go back to that that, that idea of of uh, the right creative almost travels free. Um, I, yes. I think it's a really powerful concept because I, I do think you're right. A lot of people today have gotten very enamored with the tools and the technology and all the ways that that supposedly allows them to, to reach uh, greater people or, you know, farther, bigger numbers and, and farther reach. Uh, but, uh, but I do think that, uh, that idea of the, the message or the creative first, um, and, and in some ways the rest will take care of itself. Absolutely. I mean, listen, um, uh, a few years ago, um, you can have a relatively mediocre piece of creative. And if you have enough money uh, to put in a midnight show, uh, virtually uh, you will get you know, a large percentage of the population or your target group seeing your piece of crap. Um, and that happened you know, as recent as 20 years ago. Today is impossible. I mean, the big change that has happened uh, in nowadays in marketing is that people, viewers, spectators, consumers, only see what they want to see. And there is no money on earth that uh, can make people see what they don't want to see. Um, the flip side of that is that if you have something that is really powerful, if you're talking about some you know, uh, human values crafted in a beautiful story uh, that touches the emotional fabric of people, I mean, people will start sharing that with each other and, and it will travel almost for free uh, or with a little bit of an effort. Uh, and as a consequence of that, We've moved from something called marketing communism, if you want, in which, you know, the quality was okay. It was not that important. Uh, media money was more important to nowadays in which we are in a sort of marketing Darwinism in which unless you have a phenomenal marketing that is adaptable, um, that uh, is really of uh, extremely high, high quality uh, your your target group will not see it. Uh, so you need, I mean, the 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 quality that the 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 demand for high quality marketing has gone up dramatically. I mean, the first thing you need to ask a marketing director nowadays is, okay, how many views do you have in YouTube? And if you get somebody that says, well, I have three thousand, well, you know what kind of quality of marketing that person is making. If somebody says, well, I have twenty million then we're talking about something else. Because there is no way on earth that you can buy 20 million hits in YouTube. Yeah, and the, the interesting part about that too is that when you talk about quality, it's not always meaning production quality. It, it's really more the quality of the message because some of those some of those videos that you're talking about that have millions and millions of hits, I mean, they, they, they're very amateurish, uh, but there's something, in, in some cases, uh, but there's something about it that, that connected emotionally. 100% true. I mean, um, obviously, you need to have a decent quality uh, of production, um, but it's not essential. 
What is essential is the quality of the idea and the quality of the message, uh, how you craft it and uh, what you want to say to people. Uh, what are the insights that you are using? What are the revelations? What are the what are the new things that you are telling people about your brand that they did not know? And when I'm talking about your brand, I'm not talking about the product or even not talking about uh, something inside your brand that they did not know. I'm talking about the human value. I'm talking about the story that you are crafting to make people fall in love with the idea that you are selling. That, that is what makes um, hits in YouTube or in other media, in social media, skyrocket. That, that is how it works. And, and that is where the quality of marketing um, you know, makes the difference. Javier, I know that your book is available for, uh, depending upon where people are looking on Amazon, but uh, is there somewhere else you'd like to send people to get more information about uh, you and your work? Well, you know, I guess nowadays a fastest way to get it is Amazon, and um, you can even download that mm -hmm. um, uh, electronically, uh, which, by the way, uh, you may get a better deal <laughs> and carry on with you uh, effortless. But, um, yeah, I mean, that probably would be, I mean, airports, I think, must be there as well. Yeah. Um, in um, bookshops yeah. around USA. Uh, I just launched it in English-speaking countries. And I think there is a Japanese version coming in March. And uh, there is a Chinese version coming this summer. Oh, great. Well, Javier, thanks so much uh, for uh, joining us. I know it's... Uh getting towards evening there for where you are. Um, yeah. But uh, I appreciate it. And uh, it's great, uh, great insights on branding that I think can really be applied to uh, any size business. So thanks so much. Thank you so much, John. And good morning to you there.